Welcome to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer, a show full of tips and practical strategies to repair, rebuild, and strengthen your relationship. If you are currently stuck wondering if your marriage can be saved, or you know you want to save it but don't know how to go about changing it, this show is for you. And now here is your host, Nicola Beer, who specializes in a proven 10-step program to help couples increase the love, passion, and happiness in their marriage in 30 days or less, guaranteed. Hi, this is Nicola Beer, and I'm talking to you today about broken trust, the seven keys to rebuilding trust in your marriage. But before I get into it, I just want to say thank you to those who have left a rating and review and who have got in touch to say that you've really enjoyed watching my webinar. I'm thrilled because I created the 90-minute webinar to really go into more detail on how to save your marriage. And I'm going to put the link below if any of you are listening and haven't checked it out yet. I would really like to. So, trust. Trust is an essential key in any relationship. I've helped couples to rebuild trust after an affair, financial dishonesty, physical and emotional abuse, as well as constant lying over small things. I've also worked with individuals to trust again after previous childhood trauma or relationship pain from their ex-partners because we bring a lot of our trust issues in from our childhood and in from things that have happened to us in the past. If your partner cheated on you before in a different relationship, then you may act differently in your current relationship as well as if your parents were not as loving or as giving as you would need them to have been as a child growing up. So what I want to say first of all is be wary of any cliches that promise quick solutions to rebuilding trust. We cannot expect trust to come back instantly. It takes time to restore and the process cannot be rushed. What helps the countless couples I work with in the Save My Marriage program or one-to-one work that I do, is having a plan to rebuild trust, full of actions that the wounded spouse needs and appreciates, and also what must be changed in the relationship for them to actually become closer, because if you're feeling closer, then trust can follow. Trust can be likened to a bank account. With every person we meet, we have an account of how much we trust them, and vice versa, how much they trust you. Typically, When we start a new relationship with someone, we start at zero, unless we've been badly hurt before and may then, in fact, come into a new relationship with a deficit account in the red. And when that happens, it's because we've learned not to trust. So rather than trusting someone based on how they're acting and and your connection, you're actually already starting a relationship with them at a deficit, at a low point. And... The amount of trust generally increases in the account when your lover starts to do things that make you smile, that show they care, are thoughtful, when they share their secrets, when they keep their word and when they're faithful. On the other hand, if he or she breaks the promises to you, lies to you, hurts you or does other things that lack integrity, then what they do is they take withdrawals from your trust account. It may be lying over something very small, yet if stacked up over time, small things can become big things. For many years, your spouse can be making ongoing deposits into the trust bank account you have with them 
And even if things are going well, these withdrawals will make a difference on the love that you have. And then when they do something small that you distrust, or they don't own up to something fully, or they hide something, all of a sudden your account can just plummet into a huge negative. And I see this all the time with physical infidelity and emotional infidelity, as well as abuse. When this happens, when our trust account plummets, and when we lose trust with that person, it can close our account permanently, where we might even decide, I can't be in this relationship anymore, it's too dangerous, I feel too insecure, I feel too unhappy to be in this relationship. Or we may stay in the relationship, and at first it can be very difficult. It can be hard to trust them, it can be hard to not question everything they do, and it can be hard not to try to control them and want to know where they are, what they're doing, and check up on them, constantly evaluating if we're safe or not. And if you're in that place, it's completely emotionally and physically draining, and my heart goes out to you. So what I'm going to be sharing with you is how to move forward, how to rebuild trust, because if that has happened, definitely you need quick action to rebuild trust. So in order to move forward, you need a plan of action. Nothing someone says will ever allow you to trust them again, even if you really want to trust them. Words alone, they go a long way, but they will not rebuild that trust bank account. I like to compare trust to a light switch. You can have a light switch that you turn on and off. Trust is not like that. You can't just turn trust on. It's more like one of those light dimmer switches where you turn it and it grows stronger over time, like the light grows stronger. The mistakes that I tend to see couples make when rebuilding trust is relying on these verbal reassurances again and again, and then getting annoyed when their partner doesn't make any changes or doesn't believe them, and they say, well, I've promised you. But yet, promises, when it comes to trust, aren't enough, if it's a a real serious thing. So how can you rebuild trust? One, every time you tell the truth, you rebuild trust. So always make sure that from this point on, if you have been lying about anything small, that you tell the truth about everything. Number two, acts of kindness. How can you show more kindness in the relationship? What can you do for each other? When someone's kind to us, we feel loved, we feel special, we trust them because we feel they're being very supportive. Three, giving quality time and undivided attention. We all crave quality time. And in fact, these days, couples are having less and less quality time with the rise in working hours, stress, commuting, as well as our addiction to mobile phones, gadgets, laptops, everything digital. And undivided attention. So undivided attention is really looking at someone in the eye, really listening to them, really giving them your full, full attention. Again, we don't tend to do this very much in society. We always tend to be checking our phone and looking at that. The fourth is to explain honestly everything about the betrayal or the breach of trust. We need details in order to move on. People that are not given all the details of the broken trust 
often find it much harder to come to any conclusion and to put it to rest. Or worse, they make up their own stories, which could be a lot worse than the actual reality. So explaining everything honestly is a key way to rebuild trust. Five is answer any questions again and again with patience and understanding. There may be questions, how did this financial infidelity happen? Or tell me how you got into taking steroids, for example. I had a couple today where the man had been bodybuilding and been taking steroids. So what are these reasons for mistrust? Answer these questions. Appreciate that in answer these questions, you're rebuilding trust and it is moving forward. It may seem counterintuitive. It may seem that you're not really going to be moving forward, going over the past. But actually, when it comes to questions that the betrayed person is asking, it really does help them to calm anxiety so they can move forward. Six is express appreciation in a meaningful way. Share what you love and appreciate about each other on a consistent basis. This rebuilds trust. It rebuilds security. It rebuilds happiness. All love to be appreciated and we love to be seen. And when we're not seen in a relationship, when we're not appreciated, this is when relationships start to really struggle. The seventh one is to show affection. Whether that's physical affection, holding hands, hugging, foot rubs, back massages, cuddling, kissing. If physical affection isn't something that you're used to or isn't something that you do as a couple, then it can be non-physical affection, which can be I love you text messages, emails, notes, cards, flowers. So showing affection is really, really key. So I'm just going to cover briefly now what destroys trust and what stops the repairing process when looking at restoring broken trust. The first one is a lack of responsibility. If someone doesn't take responsibility for what they've done, how can you trust them that they're not going to do it again? Blame doesn't work and deflection. They're all ways of ruining the repairing trust process. Two is a lack of transparency, withholding information. Three is further dishonesty after full disclosure has been asked for and promised. When I help couples recover after an affair, I see time and time again where the person has been caught out, usually by a phone or by email, and they will then deny the relationship. And then when the evidence is shown to them, they will then admit half the truth. And so the spouse that's been betrayed will be like, okay. And then obviously they're going to go and investigate because their mind will not let them stop investigating and checking everything out. And then they come back and they'll ask their spouse again and then the story may have changed. Or they'll find out more information. And this will be very, very hurtful if they find out later on that they've been lied to. And this happens a lot where men and women will say to me, the affair was one thing, but then I asked them to tell me the truth, and they swore on their life, or they swore on my life, they looked me in the eye, and they said that I could trust them, and they were lying. And this is really key to avoid. Unkindness also ruins the chances of rebuilding trust. A lack of patience with that, not understanding the damage that's been caused. 
And then refusal to talk about the issue. That can also shut down a relationship because if you, in any area of a relationship, if you're not able to talk about things, then part of you is closed and part of the relationship is shut down. And so we want to change that. And then a lack of empathy, a lack of empathy for the pain that the person is going through. If you've broken trust of your partner in a serious way, to stop divorce, you will need to be sure that you avoid all of those things that I've just mentioned. If not, then the trust will continue to deplete to often an alarming rate. And if it hits that alarming rate level, it can be very hard to recover from. Many couples will say, or individuals will say, well, I just want to put the past behind us, let's just move forward. But unfortunately, this never works long term. There is no way around it other than going through it. And going through it is discussing it and coming up with an action plan of how you're going to rebuild trust. So sometimes I just work with the person who has cheated or the person that has committed financial infidelity or another thing that they've done which has really broken trust. And they'll work with me and I will go through with them what they can do to rebuild trust and change and transform the relationship. Ideally, both the couple need to be committed to the truth and honesty and invest time in becoming closer. This is where I do believe that getting guidance in the right way forward is really, really key. One of my main things I focus on is helping couples to identify the right acts that are going to bring them closer together. They're going to show more love, more care. And I talk about this more in my live webinar. And I've put the link below. Join me and I'll discuss with you how to rebuild trust by making the right loving actions and what else you can do in your relationship to really increase the closeness so that you're not feeling lonely anymore. And so that you're acting as a couple together rather than as two individuals coexisting. So do check that out. And I just want to say that trust is so important. It's worth putting the effort in because without trust, a relationship is full of insecurity, it's full of drama, and it's full of unhappiness. So it's impossible to have a great relationship without trust. And who wants to live in that kind of awful, insecure, drama-led relationship? Not me, anyway. And I've actually been there myself, and I know how difficult and how painful it is. And one of the things I mainly get asked is, Nicola, if there's no trust, does that mean the relationship is over? And honestly, it depends if it's happened over something specific or if trust is completely gone. Because if it's something specific, as I mentioned, like an affair, like financial infidelity or something else, then it can often be rebuilt with an action plan and divorce can be stopped. However, if it's got to a point where you're married to someone who you really believe is a compulsive liar, where you really cannot believe anything they say, rebuilding trust then is much, much harder unless the individual can admit that they are a compulsive liar and they take therapy and coaching to transform that. And I've worked with several compulsive liars and they don't want to compulsively lie. And it just happens as a habit. And we need to reprogram using some lovely tools, the unconscious mind to stop lying. So it really does depend on that. And lastly, I just want to share with you about a man who came to me 
with the problem of impotence, erectile dysfunction. This is common in relationships where trust has been broken down. Impotence and other intimacy issues is an area that I support many couples with. And often they come to see me with erectile dysfunction after they've gone to a doctor and they've got drugs. And this hasn't helped. And like other sexual problems, often they're quite psychological and emotional. They're not purely physical. It's not about the mechanics. It's not about hormones or testosterone. Many studies and relationship experts validate this. And the fact that actually what is really key for a good sex life is trust and transparency. So you may find that if there is broken trust in any area, not just infidelity, in area and area, that your sex life has been impacted. And I will create some more podcasts soon on this area because I've had a lot of demand. So I really hope that this has been helpful to you. Do join me on my webinar. And if you have any questions for me, just email me. Just visit my website, which is www.nicolabeer.com. From my heart to yours, have a wonderful week ahead. Take care. Thank you for listening to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer. To book your free Save My Marriage consultation, please visit www.savemymarriageprogram.com forward slash consult. And if you've enjoyed this episode, Nicola would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on whatever app you're listening through so the show stays visible, allowing more people to get the support they need to increase their love, passion and happiness. 